Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Hey, hey, Mago. Knock, knock. That is the worst way to start a phone call. Come on. Just, just go with it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Atch. Atch who? Bless you. You fell for it again, Margo. You know what I do? I, I stand corrected. Uh, never was there more a perfect way to start a phone call. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Margo. That's, that's funny. I guess we all have our own way of thinking, I suppose. I mean, you know where I, where I got that joke, right? That terrible joke book Aunt Marge got to you last Christmas? Hey, don't bring Aunt Marge into this again. That was a good book. And I've gotten a lot of mileage from those pages. But, but anyways, no, I actually got that joke from, from, from Shaq, from me, Shaq. I was, I was looking back at our yearbook and from senior year and saw that he wrote that in mind. Hey, some things should stay in the past. Also, uh, I don't know if you've looked in it for a while, but Rack, Shaq, and Benny are always wearing the same shirt. You know that, that, that hideous one with the flames on it, the Guy Fieri-looking looking shirt that they had. How could I forget? They'd wear it under another shirt, walk around the halls, go up to people and say, hey, is it hot in here? Cause I'm on fire lifting up their shirts. <laughs> Absolutely classic. Funniest dudes in school, let me tell you. Yeah, hey, anyways, what are you calling for? I to say that they've all RSVP'd for the, for the reunion. So I may just uh, bust out that old joke book and uh, bring it with me. Joy. Listen, Mago, I-, I know you don't necessarily love the funny one-liners and stuff, but I mean, giving them a break. They've been through a lot, and their humor really has made their friendship strong. No, no, I hear you. I think they're great guys and all, and they've stuck together through some really hard things, but uh, I'm not good at fake laughter. Oh, yeah? That's one of the most valuable things Ma taught me after 40 years of being married to a Greek like Dad. Ha! <laughs> True. You would think after all these years of hearing Dad's one-liners, I'd be better. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see the boys. You know, I, you ought to thank them. They are one of the biggest reasons I didn't get into more trouble than I already did in high school. And there was some, there was some rule followers, that's for sure. Yeah, unless it was a rule they strongly disagreed with. Ugh. Which, in all honesty, you know, I hold them in high esteem for that. That takes some guts. Hey, listen, I gotta get off the phone. I'm getting ready to go through a tunnel. Yeah, that's Boston. All right, I'll talk to you later. Hello. Hey, how's it going? We are still in our Old Friends series. Here is what I want to do. We're going to start out because we've been talking about friends for a while now, and I want to put you guys to the test, okay? So here's what I need. I need two friends in here who think they know a lot about each other, all right? Like, they could answer some serious questions. Yeah? Boys? Connor? Come on up. Come on up. Support your friend. There we go. I got my volunteer. I got my volunteer. Thank you, thank you. Everyone give them a round of applause for coming on up here, coming up here. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's going to be bad. You guys got to know each other. First name basis? Barely. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to test you guys. I'm going to see how good of friends you really are. 
All right, so here, I need you to take one of these. I need you to take one of these. I need you to play the game back-to-back, okay. back-to-back. Back back. You each get a marker. Yeah, you're going to want the writing side for sure. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you guys, that's not the writing side. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys some questions. These are some questions that friends would know about each other. Okay? So, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the question. I'm, no talking? Jeez. Already cheating. We haven't even started. I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to be like, okay, who knows what? Okay? So here's what we're going to do. All of these questions are going to be Connor's answers. Okay? You have to answer what Connor would answer in these questions. Does that make sense? Okay? So here's the first one. We're going to start slow. We're going to start slow. Both of you are answering the question, what is Connor's middle name? Oh, we know that. You do? All right. You both have the same answer. <laughs> All right, let's see it. Hold it up. Connor. Wow, that's underwhelming. Definitely. Wow. So you go by your middle name. What's your first name? Luke. Luke Connor, everybody. Should ask first name. Who, who knew? You aren't on first name basis. You're on middle name basis. Look at that. All right. Connor Connor is his first. Connor Connor. Yes. Connor Connor. Here we go. Second Question. Still, this is Connor. Okay. What is Connor's birthday? Okay. Do you know? Uh, Are you guys even friends? Not really. I told you this. Just on Facebook? Really? You're just Facebook friends? That's uh, embarrassing. Don't cheat. Oh my gosh. I knew I picked the wrong group to do this. Hang on. I can't write a nine. You got three seconds. I got okay. Nine. Turn them over. Let me see. August 19th, that one doesn't count, you cheaters. Erase it, erase it. Here we go, next, que next question. Wow, you can use your fingers. I'm good. <laughs> okay, back to back, back to back, here we go. You got five seconds to answer this. Five seconds. How many siblings does Connor have? <laughs> okay, show your answers. Five. Guys, that's technically three for three with a very questionable number two. Okay? <laughs> okay, here we go. Fourth question. What size shoe does Connor wear? Yeah. Stop. Oh, my gosh, you're so smart. Stop it. <laughs> Cheating. No. Five, four, three, two. Oh, no. Different answers. I know Connor's is right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Show, show the audience, show the audience. 11, 10 and a half. That is pretty darn close, pretty darn close. I'm going to be honest, I don't even know if I know my siblings' shoe size, so that's fine. All right, here we go. Okay, uh, you got five seconds. Is Connor a cat or a dog person? Five, four, three, two, one. Show the audience. Dog. Oh. Dog. <laughs> Dog person. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, here we go. Last question. Last question. You got five seconds to answer. What is Connor's, if Connor could only eat one food for the rest of his life, what would Connor eat? Gosh, people. Go! 
guys. Spaghetti. All right, show everybody your answers. Spaghetti, shocking you got it right. Wow. Everyone give them a round of applause for being cheaters and friends. Congratulations. You guys can just set those back there. Set those back there. Pretty good, pretty darn good. You know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on the cheating situation. Leaders, I'm expecting you guys to handle that. Take care of that later. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, here's the point. Here's the point. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? <laughs> oh good. Yeah, thank you for organizing. Um Okay, so we are talking about friends, right? And tonight, specifically, we are talking about friends, like best friends, okay? These are like, like squad goals. Is that still a saying? Do people still say that? No, it doesn't sound like it. Cool, noted. Um, <laughs> squad goals, okay? Like, like celebrity thruple right now, okay? They are best friends. They do everything together, okay? That's who we're dealing with. And we are introduced to these characters in a book called Daniel, where uh, Daniel writes this book about the nation of Israel, okay? And the nation of Israel, we've talked about them before. They are the, they're pe the people of God. They're the people that God gave the Ten Commandments to, to keep, right? And we enter into this story at a really rough time for the people of Israel. The people of Israel have been exiled from their land, the land they grew up in. Okay, and our three friends that we meet in this story, they are only 12 when this happens. Okay, so they're like your age, and they're taken from the homes that they have known, taken from the practices that they're used to, and they're thrown into this completely new, completely different set of rules that they've never, never had to deal with before. Okay, now... It's not just like new people, it's like these people don't dress the same, these people don't eat the same, they don't celebrate the same holidays, they don't have the same traditions. They're in this land called Babylon where the king, his name is Nebuchadnezzar, I'm going to call him Nebi because it takes me a long time to say Nebuchadnezzar, okay? He has, he has literally started this war, taken these people out of their homes and brought them into this land called Babylon. And that is where we meet these three young boys, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, okay? They come into this story, and they don't know what to do, but they know they have each other. And that is why we, tonight we're talking about something called integrity. And I think integrity has to do with three characteristics in a person, okay? Somebody who has integrity and friendship has shared experiences, discipline, and confidence, Okay, now let me explain those three words. First, let's start with shared experiences, okay? Now, I have this thing about my, myself that I need to disclose to you. I absolutely 100% hate the holiday of Black Friday. I think it's dumb. I think it's ridiculous. I get it. Like, people have to get deals, whatever. It's not really the fact that it exists that gives me a problem. It's the fact that they open their store. It's called Black Friday, right? Starts on Friday, these stores are opening on Thanksgiving while people are still cutting the turkey. Okay? I'm not okay with that. Have some principle. If it's Black Friday, have it on Black Friday. All right? Now, I was the only person in my family who felt this way for a long time. I had to deal with this anguish my, myself from like 7 years old to 15. It was terrible. 
And yes, at seven, I was frustrated about this. Because this was when people started coming out with commercials, right? You're like watching, I don't know, who plays on Thanksgiving, the Lions or whatever. You're watching football, and then this commercial comes on. It's like, doorbusters open at 4 p.m. I'm like, I haven't even had Thanksgiving yet, okay? It's Black Friday. Well, when I turned 15, I met this friend of mine, okay? Uh, her name is Asia, and she shared this love with me. She was like, no, this is ridiculous. We cannot stand for this. We will not go shopping on Black Friday because, gosh darn it, they should not be opening on Thursday, okay? And we stuck together on this. And for a long time, I had dealt with this backlash from my family. Like, I was just the only one home, you know, just sitting there, just enjoying television while my family's out there getting deals, punching people in the face for flat-screen TVs. I don't even know. We didn't ever have a flat screen, so I don't know where they were going. But... Whatever happened to those, my family just didn't see the problem with this. But my friend Asia and I, we were, we were stuck together. We were not going to compromise on what we thought was right about Black Friday. Okay? And that's the kind of commitment, that's the kind of shared experiences that I'm talking about with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or as we originally know them, Han Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. These three guys... They're stuck together because they are now in this situation where everybody around them, they don't have the same beliefs as anybody around them. So the things that they have to hold on to, like these guys have grown up together, right? They grew up going to the same Sunday school class. They grew up being each other's wingman in like third grade, right? Like helping, them, helping each other out. And this, they, they grew up calling each other out, right? When they were like, hey, dude, you said you weren't going to steal my yellow crown. I don't know what. I don't know what kids fight about. Anyways, they, they held each other to their word, right? They were committed to one another. They had shared experiences. And then they, they go into this completely new, all these new surroundings, right, where everybody around them is doing something different than what they've learned, what they've known to be true. Because they were the ones who, who sat in Sunday school and heard the Ten Commandments where God says, you should have no other God before me. They probably heard that every single day in Israel. And now they're in this new land where nobody else thinks that way. In Babylon, the way that people thought about gods and, and worshiping gods was just that, yeah, if, there's, if you know of a god, worship it. Like anything is fair game. That's how Babylon thought. But these three boys who grew up and who had heard how to worship God, the one true God that we worship, they, they, they didn't agree with that. And they had these shared experiences to help them stay together in that process, okay? So, shared experiences. The next thing that friends who are, have integrity with one another have in common is discipline. Now, the word discipline can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but for the sake of tonight, here's what I want, to, the definition I want to use. It says that discipline is saying no to something else, saying no to something else to say yes to something. Okay, when you have discipline, it's not necessarily that like you're like doing something, not doing something that you shouldn't do, right? Discipline is like a step further from that, right? Because, you know, just like obedience is doing what you shouldn't, not doing what you shouldn't do. But discipline is actually like not doing something that maybe isn't that bad for you, but it's not doing something that you, so that you could do something else better, Okay, and that's what we, we see happen with these three guys. Okay, they grow up, 
And it gets to this point, right when they get to Babylon, they, they're trained for three years. And all the things that the Babylonians do different than Israel, okay? And these three boys, they're put into this training, and they, they're doing training that helps, you know, it's, it's figuring out. They're doing tests to see who's the smartest. They're doing tests to see who's the fastest. They're doing tests to see who can jump the highest, okay? This is like, this is like AP-level classes and personal training. This is like the boot camp of Bible times, okay, that they're in. Because King Nebi, he's come in and he's like, listen, there's a way we do things around here. And you, you boys, you are the ones who I'm going to pick from, from Israel, the best of the best, to kind of join my army and join my court, right? And these three boys are in that. But it gets to a point where they, they disagree, right? Margot and, and uh, Robbie, whatever his name is. Bruno, yeah. Margo and Bruno, they mentioned, right? They said these guys, they stick to what they think is right. But as soon as there's a rule, they're rule followers, but as soon as there's a rule that they disagree with, you cannot move them. Okay? So we see um, in, in this story that, that it comes to the point where the, the people who are training them ask them to change their diet. And the Israelites had a different diet than almost everybody else. Okay? And this diet was all vegetables. So it says, um, it says in the first chapter of Daniel, it says, please test your servants for 10 days. So, so these boys, they come to the people who are training them. They say, listen, we actually think that the way that our God has set up our lives is better than, than what you're offering us. So he's, they say, please test your servants, us, for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food. And treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So basically, they said, listen, we, we serve a God who we actually think the things that he's put in place for us, they're good for us. And that, like, he wants the best for us. And we actually think that as much as, like, this diet that you have all these soldiers on is good, like, this diet is better. And we'll actually be physically better, right? Like some of you are probably sitting there thinking, if I ate vegetables for 10 days, I would die. I would legitimately die. That's the end of me, right? But these boys, they say, actually, like, this is what God has set, set for us. And we're going to keep set apart. We're going to stay set apart because we're the people of God and we want to act like the people of God. And actually what happens after this verse, the soldiers, they let them do that. And guess what? Who was, who was healthier at the end of those 10 days? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? These guys had, had stuck to their guns. They knew what was right. They knew what God had set for them. And they weren't willing to compromise on it. Discipline. Saying no to one thing to say yes to something else. Eating that diet wouldn't have killed them. They would have been fine. Right? But was it better for them? To do what God had laid out? Absolutely. And they knew that, and so they did that. The next thing, and I think maybe this is the most important thing, is confidence. And I don't, I don't really mean maybe confidence as you're thinking, because I think sometimes we get the words arrogance and confidence mixed up, okay? Um, there's a difference between those two things, actually. Arrogance is being very confident of your own abilities, so confident in your own abilities that you're, you're not even concerned 
with anybody else or what they're doing, right? But confidence is established trust based on previous experiences. And these, these guys, these three guys, they didn't, they didn't have confidence in themselves, like in the three of them. It wasn't like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego coming together as, as a little group being like, we can do it. We can overpower them, right? We're, we're 12 years old. We can do this. It was actually them being confident, just like they were with, with the choice to, you know, eat vegetables, that actually what God has for them is better than what anybody else could have for them. So they were confident, not only in each other, but in the, in the God that they worship, to be better and more suited than anything that Babylon could offer them. So they enter this situation in Babylon. This is about 19 years after they've, they've uh, you know, been trained. Okay, so they're adults now. They've lived in Babylon almost their whole adult life. And they enter this, this time where the king, because they've stuck to their guns, right? They're rule followers until they can't be. And they've stuck to their guns. And it gets to this point where the king, actually, he's won all these wars. He's come back from all these conquering of other nations, just like he had conquered their nation, right? And he comes back and he builds this ginormous statue of himself. I looked it up. This statue is probably like three times as tall as the praying hands, Okay. I don't know how tall that is, really, but tall. And um, this statue, is just a, it's just a statue of King Nebuchadnezzar, okay? And he, he sends out this decree. He says, listen, everybody, everybody in the land, anybody in my court, anybody who I have set aside as my servant has to go and worship and bow down to this golden statue of me. Because in that time, the kings of the land were actually considered to be gods. They were considered to be these people that the gods had appointed. And so in some way, they were like sons of God. That's how they referred to kings. And so, they, so he, he sent out this decree. And it got back to him that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't having it. They weren't going to do that. They were sticking to their guns just like they had their whole lives, right? Now they had lived even longer in that, in that time. But they weren't going to have it. And he actually comes to them and he says, listen, it's either bow down and worship me or I will kill you. That was, that was their option. Okay. And here's something important that you need to know. That, actually, that option is actually facing quite a few Christians today. Across the world, persecution happens where Christians either have to decide, am I going to bow down and worship something I don't believe in? Or stand up and possibly die for that belief. That's the situation. It was very serious. And I love the response. I love the response of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because it actually doesn't even sound like they hesitated. It says in Daniel 3.16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing fire, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, even if he does not, even if we die today for not bowing down to something we don't believe in, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. These, these guys were faced with a really difficult decision, but they were confident. They were confident in the God that they serve 
and the way in which he had always been faithful to do what he said he was going to do, whether he saves them in death or in life, they were confident that whatever happened to them was worth it for the sake of the God that they believed in. We have the opportunity as people who believe in God to, one, be confident in the God that we serve. Be confident in him. Trust that he is who he says he is. But also to show the loyalty, to show the integrity that he shows us to one another. To not back down when a friend is, is in need. To stand up with somebody who, needs, who is in a position that could be compromising to, to who they're going to worship. To fight back, to have discipline in a world that tells you to do everything but worship God. Literally everything but worship God. That's what the world tells you. You have the opportunity to stand, not by yourself, not by yourself, but with one another, declaring the confidence that you have in the God that you serve. So, you guys, I want you to go to, to your small groups. I want you to consider, maybe there's somebody you need to stand up for and with. Maybe you just need to actually trust God at his word, that he is who he says he is. And that he's been loyal to you. That he has integrity in his relationship with you. So, I'm going to dismiss you guys. Please go to small group, talk about those two things, and I'll see you in just a little bit. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.